0: Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Anne Trong. We are here today with Roman Marinoff, who has uh, recovered from porn addiction. And today we're going to hear his journey on uh, how he did it and why he's here talking with us and sharing his incredible story. So, Roman, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi. Hi, Dr. Anne. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, great. So, Uh, Thank you for being here. So let's dive into your uh, story. How did you get uh, addicted to porn? How old were you and how did you discover it?
1: Well, uh, I'm 40, so I discovered it when I was 14. So it was quite back in the day. And actually, my friend introduced me to it. He found this VHS tape, this old thing that his parents were hiding, and so he started showing this, this VHS tape to everyone he knew. And I, I was, I think I was in the third batch of people coming to his place and watching it. I watched it. I felt very excited. And from then on, basically, I knew that like th- th- this was my sex because at that point I was super shy. I lacked confidence. And even though I wanted to have a girlfriend, I thought that there was no way I could get it because one thing that I, I felt that was kind of, kind of paranoid, but I was actually shy because of my parents. I did not want my parents to know anything about, let's say a girl I was talking to. So I would go to a summer camp and I would actually socialize with a girl there. But when I came back home, I would be scared of actually continuing talking to her because I was super shy because of my parents. I did not want them to know it so from then on porn just became my sex i knew it wasn't the real thing how
0: old were you then you were how old when you first started with uh watching uh uh, porns on the vhs
1: 14
0: okay 14 so what you were saying is that uh porn gave you a way uh uh to not socialize Is, is that what what was really what got you interested in porn
1: no, my interest was driven by my sexual urge.
0: okay? yeah, well, at 14, your testosterone level right then it, started, it was it, it, uh, skyrocketing at that time, and uh I can certainly see that, but you you mentioned about uh not, not uh, being with your parents. how does that connection with the parents and 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 trying to meet girls tie in with porn?
1: Okay, I wanted to meet girls, but I couldn't because I was afraid of what my parents would think. So I said to myself, the only sex that I can have, and I would be hiding it from my parents, just like I would be hiding the real sex, potential real sex that I could have had with a girlfriend. But this thing I could really hide. And then it became my my only sex for, for a few years.
0: Right. So what, so at that time you started watching, what t- at 14, how were you able to get access to porn?
1: Mm. Just like I said, my friend introduced me to it. He found a VHS. All, right.
0: All right. So it's just through VHS. It wasn't streaming. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I mean, you didn't have money. You probably couldn't subscribe to anything. It's just through VHS tape that you watch in your room?
1: At that point, at 14, it was, I I did not have even a VHS player. So I would just go to my friend's place and watch it there. And later, yes, I got my own VHS tape. Hooray, hooray. And that's it. At that point, there was no word streaming. I'm, I'm old. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh yeah, like I said, uh, so, so you're uh that was twenty-six years ago then, right? So at that oh, definitely yeah. no streaming at that time. So at that time was uh VHS uh and Playboy magazine, you know, it's a, you know, or DVD. I don't know what DVD came out, but uh it's really you know, so it's actually harder to I uh, get access at that time. Versus now when, you know, uh, you're able to get access to streaming. So you started at about the age of 14. Uh, and, um, and what satisfaction, what, 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 did, what replacement did it do for you? What really drive you to really consume porn more and more?
1: I wanted it. I wanted it. And I wanted to have sex. I had those huge sexual urges. And I had no other outlet for for those urges other than watching porn. And then I, I, I kind of started to like it. I kinda like the action because there was variety in it. All this kind of newness, new scenes, and there were beautiful, beautiful actresses. That, that I, I became so addictive. So even sometimes I thought that, hmm, even though I like a girl and I, I would actually fall in love with a girl, but I would sometimes think. Actually, probably the porn sex is better than the real sex because with porn sex I can I mean I can I can have sex like with different actresses in my mind when I'm watching them doing the action.
0: Right, right. And you and how much and, and every time you watch porn you masturbate.
1: Mm, let me think. Mm, yes. <laughs>
0: Right. Of, and, of and, how, and how many times time would you do that at, at each time you watch it?
1: Well, look, it was different because I was addicted to porn from 14 to 31, 17 years. And I mean, at worst, I would do it, let's say, for for a maximum of two hours per day.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So then uh, for two hours a day. Uh, you would watch uh, the porn and and you would uh, masturbate like once or, uh, you know, many times within those two hour time span.
1: I would say I'm not a huge masturbator. When, when I do it once, I usually feel that this is enough for me because I, I get this ejaculation hangover. And mm-hmm. I, I'm tired and uh, sometimes I would even feel some pain in my prostate. So I'm, I'm yeah. not a huge fan, but sometimes I would go to three times. But when, and and that's why when some people reach out to me and they say that, oh, I masturbate 10 times a day, I tell them, look, I think you're blessed. You're so strong because it takes a lot of stamina to do this kind of work. So now you only need to rechannel that energy into something productive.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so how? Uh, so you did. You were. You were addicted to porn from for seventeen years, and how did that affect your work?
1: Oh, where do I start? I mean, it held me back a lot. When when I was, mm, I I was around twenty twenty three. Twenty two, twenty three, twenty two. When I started my business, my first business, uh, a translation agency, and I would say that I wasn't. I mean, it's still active. It's still it still does pretty good business, but it's. I think it's at two percent of what it could have been. And a huge reason, a huge barrier that was holding me back was actually watching porn and masturbation, because at times. Actually, quite a lot of times, what I would do is instead of doing my work, I would watch porn and masturbate and I would miss deadlines. And then a lot of colleagues who were supposed to work after me, they would suffer and we would miss the deadline with a client. And that, that was one thing with projects, but I, I, I didn't do any marketing at all. So porn is like that band, a rubber band, that's holding you and I was trying to get rid of it and I never could until I literally destroyed my life.
0: Well, what, what, you also got married. How how did that go?
1: Okay. I would say this. I got married by sheer luck because I did not, I did not have social skills. I was a bad conversationalist. I would not I would not know how to listen. All I wanted was just to speak my mind, say what the other person has to do, because I thought that I was smarter whenever I talked, including my wife. So I got married. I never knew how to treat her well. I never knew how to be engaged in the relationship. I never knew how to have deep conversations with her. She got fed up. And, and by the way, one huge reason for that was me Watching porn and masturbating. And, and then actually going to my wife and telling her, let's do it together. Let's watch a movie. Let's do the same thing that those guys are doing on the screen. Let's, let's watch them having fake sex and then have our own fake sex. So all, all of this led me to the point where my wife had enough and she divorced me.
0: Now, did she have enough of, you know, uh, she said, well, I'm not doing that on the screen. Or did she just have enough and say, I am not sharing you with porn. You you know, you're, you're consumed with this. You're not here enough for me. What was the a combination of both?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good question because she actually never said anything to me. She just filed for a divorce silently.
0: Interesting. But, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. huh. Uh, on a more serious note. Porn was contributing to the problem, but porn was not the direct, the, the direct reason. No, it was making me, it was making me stupid. It was making me completely disengaged from my family and from what I should be doing as a husband and as a partner in, in a relationship. I, I, I just I, I wasn't a good partner, and that's why she divorced me, mm. N- not directly because of porn.
0: No, I, I I hear you. I mean, it, it, indirectly. Um, yeah. So what 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 did watching porn give you? Why why was it so uh, addicting, and satisfying for seventeen years? What does it give you? And you know, in your mind, uh, that it was uh, that it was not real. Uh, but what does it give you?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I would say this. So there were two. Two stages. At the first stage, before I I had a girlfriend, what it gave me was sex. That was the only sex I could have. And that was different. So I had a sexual urge. And then I would realize that sexual urge by watching porn and masturbating. But after I got married and I had a girlfriend, I was doing it basically for newness. I... I got bored of my real sex. I, I was bored in my work in general. At, at some point in my life, I was depressed. So I would use now porn as a coping mechanism for all those negative feelings that I, that I was feeling. Newness, I, I mean, feeling bored with my sex, boredom in general, and depression.
0: Mm. So it was giving you an outlet for those uh, feelings. Uh, and you know, it, it was kind of like uh, becoming your uh, crutch where you're able to kind of like, hey, you know, I, I'm familiar with this since I was 14, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm gonna go back to this this little uh, this safe uh, place. And um, and you know, it affected your work productivity. Uh, as well as you know, um, affecting uh, your marriage, like you said, your wife just filed divorce. Never really talked to you about it and just and file uh, a divorce. So, what what other uh, um, uh, things that porn affected besides from your work and uh, uh, your um, your wife? How about your parents and uh, your friends?
1: Look. I think it's the same. There was no direct influence of porn on my mm, on how I was with my parents and friends. It's uh, it's it's a combination, but definitely porn contributed to me not being social enough. And one reason was that I was hiding the secret. I felt that something was wrong with me, and look, and this translates into not being confident in your daily conversations. Because I would be talking to someone, let's say a friend or my mother, and I would be thinking about this all the time. Yeah, I had this guilt and shame because I was hiding. I'm a man and I'm supposed to have integrity, but I don't. And that was, I was coming across like a weak person and someone who is disengaged from the communication. That's, that's not healthy. That's not good for developing relationships with people.
0: Right. But so you knew you you have this guilt to say, Hey, I'm watching porn. I know it's not good, but you have, you have that guilt, but you still continue to see it because it would get kind of like your comfort uh, zone. And uh, so what, 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 what was the epiphany? What was the trigger that finally said, Roman, you need to do something. What was the trigger? Uh,
1: God talked to me that day. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, my wife divorced me. At that point, I told myself, okay, there are two paths in front of me. One path is me continuing down the same road, watching porn, not being social, never getting a girlfriend. Because at that point, I was 32. And look, now it was more difficult for me to get a girlfriend compared to when I was 20. At 20, it was hard. At 32, it was It was a super challenge. Now, the second thing was that... The second path would be to actually stop it, watching it, and use my sexual energy, my sexual urge to push me to get a girlfriend. And that was one of the best decisions in my life because I said, no, I will not go the first path because I don't want that. I don't want... because." I was 32. I started to feel as a creep. I'm 32. I have a son. I have a next wife. I'm supposed to be a mature guy, maybe a role model to some people, a leader. But instead, I'm watching porn and hiding. I felt like a creep. So instead of that, I chose to put myself out there, learn about relationship skills, build my skills socially. And finally, I got a girlfriend.
0: All right, but you had to quit porn first before you started building relationship skills. Was of that course. was that the first thing? So did you go cold turkey?
1: No, I did not go cold turkey because I prefer chicken. <laughs> but I did it with small steps. I call it small wins. So I would say I was set a streak for myself for a couple of days. No watching porn, no masturbation. I would hit the goal, let's say five days. And then I would relapse consciously without porn, no porn. I think porn is the the culprit. And then I would feel proud actually, because that relapse was of my own making. And then I would say, now go to seven days. And I kept building my streak like this.
0: Mm. Now, uh, did you have, uh a porn-induced ED?
1: No, no. I think uh, I've been lucky with this because I, 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 used to, I was so horny all the time, even though I was born. So when I got to sex, whether it was with my wife, now ex-wife, and then with my girlfriends down the road, I would never have that problem. I, you know, I, I would... Whenever I had a new partner, I would have some anxiety, and I think it's normal, but I would just break from, from it, and it was never an erectile dysfunction in, in itself.
0: Good. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I'm glad to hear it because we, we're now seeing a rise in uh, a porn-induced uh, ED in uh, younger uh, men. And I'm glad to hear that you uh, don't have that uh, at this point. So, you know, you, de- you decided, you, was it a one day epiphany or was it kind of a gradual thing that you said, All right, I'm, I'm just going to stop for a couple of days? Was, was it just like, a, like I said, an idea or, you know, was it something that it kind of like take you months to get into?
1: Yeah, I would say it was gradual. I don't remember any kind of epiphany. I I knew I had to do this, but I I had to take time to build my motivation to do it and to actually build my no fat battle plan to do it.
0: Yeah. Now what what was your uh what was the hardest struggle during that time when you were trying to quit porn? What was the hardest part?
1: The hardest? My erection.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right
1: yeah Right. Um, so what
0: What does that mean what does that mean
1: well that was a joke
0: <laughs> yeah i didn't get the joke uh uh, uh editor can you just kind of cut that out uh that last thing about my, what was the hardest part in my erection i didn't get that joke so okay. let cut that out all right let me ask you this question again all right it, can i talking? say the
1: joke again no I think it's good, it's a good, no no,
0: no. Okay. i don't want that joke on that <laughs> No. Um, all right. I'm going to ask you the question again. So I want you to start the cut uh, on this part. So, uh, okay. So what was the hardest part as you were trying to stop porn?
1: The hardest part, I think, was this habit, this habit that I I, I had built over the previous 17 years, because I taught myself that whenever I feel bored or depressed, I have this medication so I built uh, a synaptic pathway in my brain between those two things. And I, I literally had to, because I did it so many times, it was super strong. And breaking such a strong habit is usually super difficult. So I had to hack and hack and cut and cut this pathway so many times and exert so much willpower that it, I think, yeah, that, that was the biggest challenge.
0: All right, so it's really willpower. So the hardest struggle is to fight within yourself at the willpower uh, to keep on doing this every day.
1: So- yeah, the, uh, the, the, that's one of the big things. I think when it comes to becoming poor and free, there, there could be uh, different challenges. But in my case, that, that was one challenge. I think that with a lot of people, what they don't realize is that they want a quick solution. Like, uh, you know, get rich quick scheme. And there, there is none. They really need to f- have a solid strategy plus commitment. I think this, this is the main reason that holds people back a lot. They don't find a strategy or they find it and they don't commit to it. Just like this. And they prefer to stay victims for a very long time. Because, yeah, you, you know it. It's a it's comfort zone. Even though that it's, it's painful, kind of, but we, we got used to it. And we just, it's easier to continue saying that, ah, yeah, I'm, I'm a victim of the porn industry. They, they take advantage of me and not taking the responsibility and saying that actually that's me watching porn and I'm going to stop. Because that is difficult. Staying in that comfort zone and having that excuse and rationalization is so so much easier.
0: Well, the the your you know your brain 95 percent of the time wants to stay to do the same thing over and over. Your brain doesn't like change. It's only five. So if you want change, it's only five percent of your brain that have to will the other ninety five percent to say I'm changing this. So you're you're actually in a very small minority when you want change, but. There's that willpower and that I'm I'm gonna control this 95% of my brain because your brain is also always wired to protect you to put you in the most comfortable uh, place. So when you try to get out of your boundaries, yeah. that's why it's so hard. That's why you know stopping porn is hard. That's why uh, losing weight is hard. Right? Setting a new goal is hard because that's new. Something new. You have to rewire. Uh, you know, your synaptic, like you said, to really rewire your thinking and your brain uh, um, a modulation. So uh, so it was not easy, of course. And uh, did you have setback?
1: Well, yeah, I had many setbacks when I began. And I, I would say to myself that I'm not going to watch it for one week. And then I would relapse in the beginning of the week. And then later, when I actually went porn free, I still relapsed two times. So I had two relapses in this period of eight years. I think one was in 2016 and one in 2018. And the good thing about those relapses, though, was that it just confirmed my belief that porn is not good for me in any way, shape, or form. Well,
0: how is that? Uh, How how, how does it confirm that? And how, how did you get back on the bandwagon again?
1: Well, actually getting back on the bandwagon was easy because even when I was watching porn in those relapses and masturbating, the pain, the shame, the guilt, all this all this frustration that I felt by doing it, it was 100x compared to what I felt before. So it wasn't pleasant. It just, in those two relapses, my animal brain overtook me and I could not resist. That's it. But my throughout the whole process, the better part of my brain, my higher self, it was screaming, stop it. I feel so much pain. You got to stop it. So when I finished, when I ejaculated, I just thought, why did I do it? Why? And that opening, that clarity, it was so strong. That it just reinforced it gave me so much pain that I, I I don't want to feel it. And that's why I'm a huge proponent of using pain and punishment as a tool in this in the porn free battle plan that a person builds. Because I think that it this is so powerful. Like this conditioning.
0: Mm. Okay. So you had to set back and and what what did you do to kind of forgive yourself? Uh, you know, because you knew it was bad. So did you, I mean, did you, how did you kind of, I mean, it's, it's easy to say, I have a setback, I get back on the road again, but you have to set back. But a lot of people, you know, it's like dieting. You know, I, I've been on several diets. I had a setback and then sometime I get I get back on it again. Sometime I don't. And sometimes it's just easier just that, oh, it's too hard to do. I'll just continue on your uh, my, my way. So how are you able to kind of, kind of, uh you know, give yourself uh, like, okay, You know, this is what I'm going to do. How did you reach that?
1: I would say that there was no, no, any kind of forgiving or any kind of practice that I did. I just, I just had this realization, this clarity that I cannot do this. Even though I relapsed, I relapsed mm, in this haphazard way. I didn't want it. But that was good feedback for me, actually. Very, very strong feedback was like smack on my head. Don't do it, just don't do it. So let's say before, before the relapse, I did not want to do it at, at 100%. But after the relapse, it just went to 10,000%. My, my commitment, my intention, my resolve, because I saw how painful it was. And I mean, mentally painful.
0: Mm, for yourself. Gotcha. All right, for yourself. So what 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 was your method in trying to uh stop porn? What was your what was your method?
1: Yeah, we touched upon this a little bit. So the first one was small steps, small wins versus going cold turkey. Then I applied punishment. I made sure that every time I relapsed, I would actually do something that I didn't want to do. Let's say like clean. Clean. I was, I, I actually, at that point, I moved in with my parents because my wife got the apartment and my son. And I would clean. They, they had a huge house. <laughs> and I, I would, let's say, go to the basement and spend a couple of hours cleaning. And the third thing that I used is, again, along the lines of conditioning, I would actually replace the habit of watching porn with another habit because I learned this from Tony Robbins from NLP, is that you don't just lose a habit. You don't just drop it. But you have to offer your brain something instead, a kind of a replacement. And for me, that was simple. I had my most most strong urges at night. So instead of succumbing to an urge, watching porn and masturbating, I would listen to my favorite music. During the day, I would not do that. So I built anticipation, and at night, I would just put on my headphones, listen to great music, and I'm, I'm not saying that it cured me immediately. It was a process, but every time I did it, it was, it was helping a little bit, and then more, and then more, and then more, until finally I I broke that old habit.
0: Gotcha. So replacing, replacing porn with something else, but then punishing yourself doing something that you didn't like doing. I like that. I definitely like that. And that's a strategy you can even use with weight loss, right? Or just adding a new habit uh, that you are like stopping smoking. Almost. It's almost very similar parallel there. Uh, and, and stopping smoking uh, and uh, replacing smoking with chewing gum. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, instead uh, as well. What other strategy did you use?
1: Yeah, well, speaking of conditioning, one thing that I like is, so we have pain, punishment, but we also have to have the opposite, reward. So I I would make sure that the replacement habit was rewarding. It felt as a reward. So when I would listen to music, I built anticipation. I liked it. And that pleasure was reinforcing the new habit. And then I would also reward myself, let's say once a week, if I did a clean week, I would go in and buy me some clothes. I like that. And that was, again, that reward was reinforcing the new habit.
0: Wonderful. Because- I like that. I like that. We Re- Replacing a new habit to, to replace the the uh, bad habit. I need to remember that when I, when I want to go exercise (laughs) and my brain said, you don't have time to exercise your body hurt afterwards. I have to uh, uh, figure out, you know, another replacement uh, there uh, as well. And so having said that, I'm so grateful that you're here to share your, and being transparent, being vulnerable, share your uh, uh, journey uh, and your struggles and, uh, and I hope that you know, the listener can you know, gain some insight on it because I, I know I've gained some insight just listening uh, to you as well. And what I I've, I've heard is that it doesn't have the, the, the amount of hours you watch porn doesn't have to translate trans, the porn addiction does not translate into how much you watch porn. Because Rowan was saying he watches about one to two hours a day. He's not watching eight hours, 10 hours a day, but yet that time, that time that he spent watching it made him tired because he, he masturbated, made him tired. He wasn't able to be productive or concentrate on his work. But that time, uh, you know, that 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 one or two hours uh, also translate into how he view his uh, relationship with his uh, uh, ex-wife as well too. So, what I've learned is that the amount of hours doesn't necessarily have to k- k- translate into how it's affecting your life or your addiction uh, as well, too, and uh, and that uh, the addiction is like like you said, it's overwhelming. Because some people think that oh, people that watch porn could they think that what they see on the screen is reality. That's not so. For what you're telling me, you knew it was not reality. It right you you knew it was not reality it was giving you that guilt but and but it was giving you an outlet for your sexual release you know as you were going from a teenager to a man but it also kind of replaced the social skills that you needed to develop to meet you know women and to be able to have to be intimate but you you just it 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 uh, it's easier just to you know uh do it you know on on the tv right So you didn't have to spend the amount of time doing that. But what you said, what I really uh, see with that, it was replacing your social uh, skills, your relationship skills. And you didn't know how to connect uh, uh, with uh, your wife other than seeing her, you know, and uh, sexually. And obviously, you know, there were, of course, there was connection there because you guys were married and have uh, a son um, you know, as well too. So, um, I've learned that, you know, it doesn't have to be related to the amount, uh, of time. Uh, and I, I know it's not hard for you. And, and, and I'm sure the struggle is still there, even though you, you know, started doing this eight years ago, right. Uh, eight or nine years ago, um, when you stopped, uh, the porn and you said you had setback in 2016 or 18, uh, 2018 was only, you know, uh, a few years ago. Uh, but it's okay. He, you know, if what he said, was you know, he get back on the bandwagon again and, and now he's actually, uh, teaching other men, uh, how to, uh, you know, uh, stop porn as well. So can you tell our listener and how to, they can, uh, connect with you?
1: Yeah, sure. And and, and before I do that, let me just address one question that I was thinking of when you were talking about this. Yes, it's not, it's your addiction. It's not about how, how much time you watch it. Look, to see whether you're addicted. There is a simple question. Does watching porn add value to my life? Or does it actually detract something from my life? Now, I would encourage you, if you feel that like you are addicted, you can find more information by going to my website, which is romanmiranovcom slash free and get my free NoFap course. It's a very structured program, completely free, very easily accessible, no paywalls, no anything, a very simple process. Just click the link, go there and, and you get it. Now. You do the program, and if you complete the program and do all the tasks, you will be porn free. This is what happens with most guys. So don't wait. If you feel that porn is holding you back, if you feel you have tons of potential, but porn is not letting you actualize that potential, if you feel that you have this porn induced erectile dysfunction, you have to change it now. Don't wait. Before you become a creep, do it now. And when you do it, make sure that you you remind me you just let me know that you came from Dr. Ann's podcast, and if you hire me later, I'd be happy to give you a thirty percent discount.
0: Oh, wonderful. So we'll make sure we'll we'll put the link to his, uh, f- uh, free course, uh, in, uh, the show note and, uh, let him know that you come from my podcast. You can get that 30% uh, discount. And, uh, and I know this is not something that is, uh, easy. Uh, it's, it's no different than sm- stopping smoking cigarettes and weight loss is, is changing the, uh, the chemicals in your brain and rewiring your brain again, uh, in uh, the habit that you find comfort in. And, but remember, remember guys, it takes six weeks to change a habit not that long, only six weeks. If you do something consistently for six weeks, you can rewire your brain and then it becomes easier and easier to do. The hardest part is really within the first two to three weeks. That's when your body changes. That's when your mind's going to play games with you and say, oh my God, no, 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 I don't like this. Let's go back to the comfort zone. Let's go back to the way it was before. But uh, remember that the brain is a largest sexual organ and you have a choice and control in what you do. So having said that, thank you for being here and I'll see you, my man, in the next episode.
1: Thank you for having me, and thank you for this opportunity to spread the message.
0: Thank you. All right, so let me uh, stay on. Let me end this recording.